Red 5. I'm going in. Stay in attack formation. Hey everyone, welcome to episode two of the Trench Run Report. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Russo, and... Uh, this is Justin Gray, standing by. And we are here recording episode two of the Trench Run Report. Thanks to everyone who's uh, listened to our first episode. We appreciate the support and feedback from friends, family, coworkers, and other people who are interested in supporting us and just walking along with us in this journey of uh, this new experience with podcasting around Star Wars. Um, so we are going to talk today about a couple of different things. Um, we had anticipated doing a Force Friday uh, episode, and we are going to do that today. Um, but due to the lack of uh, really anything to do on Force Friday, we're going to talk more about what didn't happen maybe than what did. And then, um, as most of you probably know, if you're paying attention at all, uh, the trailer and tickets uh, for Rise of Skywalker are coming on Monday. And Disney Plus is right around the corner on November 12th. So we are going to jump right into those discussions. And the first thing we're going to talk about is um, kind of going back to the theme that we had last week about beginnings um, and how Force Friday, a, one of the Force Friday events, was the way that really was kind of where this podcast was originally born. Um, so do you want to start talking about that first? All right, absolutely. Uh, I actually uh, first met Aaron Russo at uh, Toys R Us when they uh, were doing their Force Friday events. It was uh, for the Force Awakens. Well, I think I think you actually arrived earlier than I did because you and another person by the name of, name of uh, Todd uh, actually arrived before I did. And uh, are you sure? Yeah, I think I think I, so. I, I, I the way I remember it, I remember because I was with my kids and we were gonna come, we were gonna go. We didn't really know what time to get there. Like if we, if we got there too early, there would, we'd wait for too long, and there was no one there or whatever. For some reason, what I remember is I remember pulling up to the parking lot and there was only one person standing up there, and it was you. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I, that's the way I remember it. Do you remember it different? Yeah, I thought there was somebody ahead of me. Uh, really, I, I could I could be wrong. I mean, it, I it remember, was a while ago. I remember we, my kids, like one of my daughters, Mariah, was very anxious to be the first one there. Oh, okay. And so she kind of pushed us to get there early. I think it was around ten o'clock, and we got there at ten, and you were the only one standing there, and I never didn't know who you were. Oh, okay. I remember Mariah. I think Mariah got out of the car and went up there, and you were the only person up there. So I guess you started talking to my daughter, and then. And then some of us came up there. I think my kids were, like, playing playing catch with a football in the parking lot or something. Okay, yeah, I do remember, remember that. that. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And, and I remember very clearly, like, walking up there, and that was it. It was you and me and my kids, and there was no one else there. I don't remember. I know Todd was there eventually. Was he the next person that got there? I, I think he was either there before me or after me. Like, it was uh, some somewhere close in that area. Okay. And, th and then it started growing... Uh, later on right i remember very clearly i'm almost certain that you were there by yourself first and then we showed up and we got in line 
And so, of course, I mean, like, what do you do? You start talking Star Wars because that's, you know, who else is, there's like literally only three people in all of Grand Rapids that are at that Toys R Us at that time. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's, you know, it's an example of, you know, it's one of the ways that Star Wars like brings people together, right? Like, it's like you, you, I never met you before. You don't know who I am. I don't know who you are, but man, there's a very small fraction of people who are determined to be at Toys R Us at midnight <laughs> on a Force Friday event. And that's, that's a way that you, you make connections with people, which is, I think, what Star Wars is really all about. Like, a lot of it is about, like, the experiences you have around Star Wars with friends and family is, like, a big part of what makes Star Wars what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and I, I remember Todd. So Todd Powell is a friend of ours who we also met. I'm, I didn't know Todd until that Force Friday. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, same here. Um, I actually met most of the people that that really love star wars uh over here in gr from that from for that force friday yeah, from event. that force friday yeah it's interesting you know because i mean we're going to get into the discussion about what didn't happen this year which is mm-hmm. really a contrast it is something that you know that the force friday event I, I going into kind of like our experiences in the past like you know to me the force friday events are you know it's part of that long history of star wars being not just about the movies coming out, but about the build-up to the movies coming out, the anticip- anticipation of toys and merchandise, and, and the experience of being with other people when you first, you know, get your hands on the new toys or whatever it is. Um, and, and yeah, and that's, that's how, that's how this, this podcast really started at that Toys R Us, which is now not Toys R Us because there yep. is no Toys R Us here. Yeah, being occupied by a spirit of Halloween now. Yeah. <laughs> pop-up shop for Halloween costumes. So. Yeah. Um, it's funny too. And I, I feel like as I, as I'm talking about this, I think, and I remember then, so I, I don't remember, I know we, we met at that, at that event and then we mm-hmm. connected. I don't know, remember what happened, but I just remember, I don't know how much later after that it was when I was working at Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, of course, everywhere I go, I try to bring Star Wars in. So I was working at Barnes and Noble and I like set up a Star Wars event at the store um, and, and put it out there and, and announced it and was running the event. And I'm running the event. It's going really well. And Todd was there with his family, like set up a table and did all that cool trivia stuff and like giveaways. And then I just remember I'm, I'm standing in the store and this Kylo Ren person is walking through the store looking like just like the person in the movie. And I'm like, no way. This is so great. Look at this guy showed up as Kylo Ren. And you and and it, and, that, and that person was walking around the store with the helmet on. I couldn't tell who it was. I thought it was great. I was really excited that someone showed up in like a really legit costume. Had no idea that it was you. <laughs> and then later you took the helmet off and I was like, what? It's Justin. I didn't even know that you were coming or much less that you were coming as Kylo Ren. And I think, again, it was like another example of like these events, you know, that bring people together around Star Wars that just keeps, keeps the momentum of connections going through through you know a movie through through a franchise so what it, so was force awakens your first force friday or your first uh launch or merchandise event pretty pretty much in grand rapids the first like huge star wars event coming from the launch of uh star wars being under the disney name was basically a uh theatrical release of star wars rebels but that was we had to drive all the way down to detroit for that so as far as uh something big that involving Star Wars, uh, yeah, uh, Force Friday was the first thing. So that was like the first time that you you had that experience of like a very specific day and time where 
something new and something really exciting is going to happen around merchandise, toys, collectibles, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. There was, there was also like a time where I knew that that stuff happened uh, before, uh, especially for the prequels. And uh, there was like a, a thing for like the DVD releases of the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, which they, I think they did have a midnight release for yeah, that. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, but due to where uh, I was geographically located, I wasn't able to um, pull off going to those set events. And also, it was a school night. So, uh-huh. yeah, that, <laughs> so that, I, that really uh, put a damper on me. I remember receiving the blue flyer for that. For that. I'm like, Mom, this is going to be amazing. She was like, um, no. <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> yeah. That makes me feel really old when you say that because I'm thinking school night. Like, yeah. oh, man, when I was when that happened, my kids were in school, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. But I know for me, the, you know, I, again, not to harp on how old I am, but, like, I was actually seven years old when the first movie came out. And for me, Force Friday or the excitement around the toys or whatever predates any of like like when when the when Star Wars first came out and when and when the toys first came out from for the first movie there was no um it, it all happened very organically like like mm-hmm. nobody expected the movie to be a hit and all of a sudden it's the biggest thing ever biggest movie ever biggest thing in pop culture and then the toys came out and and no nobody could have anticipated the demand for those toys but you know and there was you know once the movie came out and the people were like looking for the toys and they they announced that they were going to be released and they did the pre-sales and all those things and i remember very clearly like um i have a very distinct memory of being you know seven years old eight years old maybe probably seven and you know there was no event so you just you just had to go to toys r us and see if they had stuff or wait in the store just waiting and i remember one particular time just being at toys r us you know and you would just if you were there at the right time and they would just bring boxes of figures out and and it was just a free-for-all like they would just they would open the boxes and the people would just grab them and that was it like and right out right, right out, of, out the box. of the right out of the box there was no they didn't get on the shelves or anything because the demand was so high and there was no you know like they didn't it wasn't like when Phantom Menace came out and they were like fully anticipating the demand and mass produced so much stuff mm-hmm. that it was all there ready and, and it was always being replenished. You know, in the 70s, you you literally, you know, had to wait and hunt and just be at the right place at the right time. And there was no, you know, like reselling online or anything like mm-hmm. that. There was really very little way for you to buy something like that from someone else after the fact unless you were at like a I don't even know where you would go to do that, like a garage sale or a flea market. But but I remember that experience when I was young and throughout my childhood, like the release of the toys was as big of a deal in some ways as the movie coming out, you know. Um, and even like your, your, your experiences with, with episode one and, and the, the prequels was, you had some awareness of that at that time, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. And I think that that was... That so I remember very clearly like when I when 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 they announced the prequels, you know, not only did I as a as a you know I don't remember how old I was at the time, but like as a grown adult with children, I remember being almost as excited about the idea of being able to go back to a store and buy action figures. It was like all part of that experience of like wow, like oh my gosh, like 
and it immediately brought me back to that that anticipation for an event where you could do that um but you didn't do you so you didn't go to any of the releases for any of the prequel toys no um but i think the one that i kind of was like oh they actually do stuff for it was uh the revenge of the sith but the closest store at the time was probably close to 20 miles out or maybe closer or further but right yeah and uh, even then like stuff was mainly going to the bigger cities um Mm. whereas like you kind of like it wasn't a guarantee that it would arrive uh at a store near the outskirts uh that um, at that time or day right so yeah i rem- i don't i don't really remember i don't think i went to any midnight events for phantom menace or attack of the clones i do remember being in line at best buy for the midnight release of the dvds and that was a huge hugely anticipated that Star Wars was going to be on DVD. Mm-hmm. And I believe the original Battlefront, I believe it was either released that day or pre-orders were that day. Um, yeah, I think the, I think it was uh, either pre-orders or you actually got the copy. I think, I think it may have even been the game was released that day. But I remember very clearly, like, waiting that was that was a even though that was not tied to a new movie release or any other merchandise it was it was still the idea of being able to watch star wars at home in what was then you know hd Mm -hmm. um was incredibly exciting and i remember being very torn between like well i'm really glad that this is it that they're giving us the opportunity to get these at midnight but the chances that i'm going to go home and be able to sit through a even one of them (laughs) that night i just Mm -hmm. i remember going home and I, I just popped the, the DVD in for the, A New Hope and just watched, like, the opening sequence. And I was just like, wow, like, this is incredible. And then I turned it off and went to bed and watched them all later. But, but I remember that, and, and I remember, uh, for some reason, I, I distinctly remember being in line for the midnight release of Revenge of the Sith. Mm, okay. I, I, definitely was in, I definitely remember going to stores and... And, and doing a lot of shopping for toys for Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, but not as much, in, but not the midnight for some reason, and I don't recall why, but Revenge of the Sith, I remember very distinctly, like, bringing my oldest, who at the time was still, was only like, I don't know, seven <laughs> or eight years old, and bringing him, and I was a teacher at the time, some of my students came with me, and we waited in line together uh, at Toys R Us in California, which was in a much more populated area, and I mean, there was ton of merchandise and that was I, what i remember about that is Gr- general grievous was the most anticipated uh uh character or, or piece of merchandise that people were looking for and um that was really the first time that i experienced fully experienced the you know midnight release of toys mm-hmm. and but at the time that was anticipated to be the last time that that would happen so oh, I'm kind of I'm very glad I didn't uh, miss out. Um, I, I remember that, that that experience was I, I you know the the again it was all about the experience right it's about being in line with all these friends family other people all excited and happy and anticipating like peeking in the store seeing them put the stuff out and like all that all that experience and that was that was Revenge of the Sith was probably. The first time that I really truly experienced that, and of course the next one was Force Awakens, which was where we met 
Mm-hmm. And um, I guess that kind of leads into our discussion of Force Friday since The Force Awakens. <laughs> mm. oh, okay. <laughs> because yeah. it didn't really... Uh, necessarily, like that, I think that Force Awakens, Force Friday was kind of the high point in my mind. Mm-hmm. Since then. Yeah, and plus uh, the other event that I went to was uh, the release for uh, uh, Battlefront, uh, the EA uh, version of it. Oh, Battlefront. Yeah, the, one. The original, the the or the new first one. Yep. Right. Yes. So yeah, I had to like sleep out near GameStop in the middle of uh, November, and then like I had to wait two hours for the game to load on the PS. and then I was only able to play like two hours with friends and then like I had to go right into work at eight o'clock so I remember that there was a demo that you could download like a week before maybe or two weeks before like like a beta like a beta like a short playthrough and it wasn't the full game by any means but there was a downloadable beta that you could play I think that might still be on my PS4. I remember, I remember doing that with my, especially with my sons. We, we were right on that, and I, I think even that, like I remember, like, because like it used to be like, in the old days, you know, when you got a video game, you just go home, plug it in, and play it. Mm-hmm. Now it was like there was a downloadable beta. You could play it a little bit. You kind of already played it. But then when you got the disc and you went home, like you were just saying, like you still had to wait like two hours for it to download or something to, like not two hours maybe, I don't remember how long it was, but it was a long time. Mm-hmm. And it really made it so you couldn't like have that experience of just like getting home and getting right into playing the game. But And I remember that kind of t- took a little bit of the edge off for me of like the midnight release of a video game because it was mm-hmm. like, I really can't play this until tomorrow anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, and I think that's like why uh, um, the PlayStation Store is like, pretty much my go-to with video games now so that like when it does happen it'll download it like, yeah. at midnight when i'm asleep and then tomorrow i'll just maybe take a day off or take a half day and just just take the, the rest game. of the day to just play it yeah i think that's that's an example of what we were going to talk about next which is kind of like the slow death of force friday and of really any events that involve a midnight opening and fan events um, because mm-hmm. I do remember that that release of the video game, and then you had the mid you know you had Force Friday for Rogue One, mm-hmm. you had Force Friday for Last Jedi. Yep. Uh, the, yeah. And that the, was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the uh, Last Jedi being like the last uh, Force Friday to participate with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like Solo didn't have anything. Nope. Um, and this one was kind of. Uh, very, very under underplayed or like not even looked at at all by certain stores. <laughs> Target. Um, but, you had your yeah. chance, Target. You blew it. <laughs> so I, I know that that was I. So so in the context of this is that obviously. So I remember months ago, they were they announced Triple Force Friday, and in my yeah. mind I was like. This is just crazy. That's the mm-hmm. first time you're going to have a Force Friday that's going to be around a movie, a TV show, and a video game all in one big bundle of, you know, anticipation. But that anticipation was not a, you know, did not manifest in a reality. And I thought it was really strange that when it got right down to it, you know, at the end of the day when it got really close, they were like, "Oh, we're just we're, 
the next announcement was really nobody's doing anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that there was no major retailers doing anything at yeah. midnight. Yeah, I was kind of like shook up when they like Target was like released like a statement saying that they're not gonna do like a midnight release, but they'll have like set events during day of. Right. So. Which really they didn't have. (laughs) There was really, not where we live anyway, there wasn't anything of any significance. So, yeah, even during a, like, work break, I was able to, uh, like, with with my uh, company's permission, I was able to take my break uh, and go to, quickly go to Target to grab some stuff. And uh, even then, like, there was, like, a few... Mm-hmm. Odd and in the stuff, and plus I snagged the last uh, Mandalorian figurine, and, uh, yep. and like I heard that if you called around for that figurine, like people were putting that thing on hold, mm-hmm. or ordering so, it online. I saw mm-hmm. that too. Like people were buying it online before stores opened, and then picking them up or or having them sent to their home. And I think that you know our experience this time around, and I. I wish there was more of an open format so we could hear other people's experiences. But, like, I, I, I mean, I guess even though for us, even though there was an announcement that really nobody was doing a midnight event, we still, you and I and, and Todd, our friend Todd, still went out, mm-hmm. met up that night. And not only was there no events, we were hard-pressed to find a store that was even just going to put the merchandise out at midnight, like any 24-hour Walmarts or mm-hmm. stores like that. And some places we went, they didn't even know what we were talking about, or they claimed to not know what we were talking about. And that's, a, that's even you know, more of a sign of like, wow, well, this, is, this is just not a thing anymore. Um, and plus, either like they had the merchandise out in, in display in some of the stores, and when you try to ring them out early, you couldn't they just buy it. like, all right, nope, we can't ring it out, put it back. And it's like, why do you have these out? Right. Or, like, or, or if or, you don't have them out, you know, I mean, there was just no, it looked like the demand and anticipation had just almost completely ended. Mm-hmm. And because I think if there was an, a known demand, re, I mean, because retailers, I mean, they have to find ways to make money. But then like there was even the demand for it. Like there was no... You know, if 500 people had called our target saying, are you putting out the toys? Are you putting out the toys? I would have thought they would have put something out or done something, but there was nothing. Mm-hmm. There was nothing. What are your thoughts, Justin? On, I, know, I know I have my thoughts, but what are your thoughts on why, why we go from Force Awakens, where hundreds of people are out there and it's a big anticipated event, to Rise of Skywalker, and there's almost nothing? Well, part of it is that, like, uh, action figures and uh, all those uh, things that you usually get, Lego sets, um, it's kind of being bought by adults uh, now more than kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of the thing that kind of happened with uh, Toys R Us too. It's like Video Killed the Radio Star. You have, you have something that was doing so well for so long and then something new comes around like video games, tablets, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually see more kids now with tablets than uh, dolls or, uh, or even a basketball. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so in that way, that's it's basically evolution of, inter, of like what, entertain, of, yeah. uh, what of like, entertains kids. Of play. Mm-hmm. Like when I was a kid, I mean, when I was when I was young, I, I remember I mean, when I was a kid, Atari came out like the first true gaming system. 
mm-hmm. but there was still a ton of more like tangible play like you still had a lot of toys and you played with toys and you played outside with and did sports outside you you still had a balance of how you entertained yourself as a kid and it definitely feels like and it didn't really occur to me until this time around like oh well yeah what do kids what does everybody do now Mm-hmm. They play video games, they're on their phones, they're on their tablets, they're on their computers. They're not, that's how people play. That's how people entertain themselves. And there's just not a lot of room for, you know, dolls, action figures. It's more of a collectible thing now. Mm-hmm. Interesting though, I mean, I think Legos have survived a little bit stronger because Legos had a renaissance even in spite of like video games because it's more, I think, maybe more active or creative. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, and I think I remember hearing some people talk about um, that the first real trouble sign was the complete failure of toy sales for Star Wars Resistance. That the Star Wars Resistance mm-hmm. toys just didn't go anywhere. And that was explicitly like really targeted for children, that show and that those toys, and they just went nowhere. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know. What do you, I mean, I've heard people say, well, well, it's a sign that uh, Star Wars is dying. Like, people, people's interest in Star Wars is diminishing. Do you think that's the case? Um, no. Because uh, we already... Because whenever I uh, talk to people about a new Star Wars movie, they usually ask uh, when that's going to be. And uh, that if it is this year, then they'll definitely go out and see it. So I don't mm-hmm. believe it's a sign that Star Wars is dying by any means. I mean, it... For in like plus the hate for the last Jedi, I, I know I really hate bringing that up, um, but uh, the, who's mostly complaining about it? Adults. Right. So yeah, you don't. I've not heard a kid say that they hated the movie. So <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> so yeah, it's might it might partially be like a small percentage of why it's not work, why the um, sales aren't great anymore, is because like adult fans are not buying the stuff but again uh i still think that kids were the main force of uh um, merchandising for star wars mm-hmm. and it's still it's, it's not what it kids was... do anymore mm-hmm. yeah i think there's also a component of um online sales versus in-store or brick and mortar sales i know that Mm -hmm. for me being a being an avid reader always being a lover of books and having worked uh, for barnes and noble and watching book you know i think there's the other side of it is also the accessibility of all of this merchandise online Mm -hmm. and the fact that just like you know you have like what do they call there's black friday and then there's i forgot what the online thing is it's on monday or tuesday it's uh you know cyber monday i think it is Um, and so you have this, you know, now it's like, well, for a lot of people, probably more younger people, it's like, well, why would I go wait in line at midnight at a store when I can just sit on my couch and, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and click and I've got it. Um, which is a whole nother thing I think that is at play, which is that you don't have that anymore. That desire to, you know, that when everything's just accessible right in your hand, you know, and you've never really grown up with or had a history of the experience of going to these events, well, then you kind of, you're like, well, why would I, why yeah. would I do that? And, and plus, like, the factor of, like, finding exactly what you want and not hopping from store to store. Right. 
uh, also plays in as well. And um, and that's fr- that's a frustrating thing for me because my experience, like that's part of the experience for me. Like part of my experience as a fan is doing that, right? It's like mm-hmm. kind of that anxiety of like, okay, well, which target has it, and like making your rounds on any given day and finding that merchandise and but the reality is like that that's just not a thing anymore right like that's just it's just not i mean we can complain about it or lament it like oh why isn't it like that anymore but the reality is just that just like a lot of other retail products that's just you know people are buying them from apps on their phone and and that's that's killing the demand for these events in brick and mortar retail and i don't know maybe it'll come back someday maybe people will demand for it will come back but i think that's definitely another part of it for sure mm-hmm. but yeah so so i guess our fourth friday discussion is um more about what appears to be the end of that as something that we experience mm-hmm. um, in real life and that's a whole nother you know thought process or i guess conversation around how technology and and is changing how we play, how we entertain ourselves, and how we shop, and experience fandom, really in any in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe someday we'll see a renaissance of that. But well, maybe for the next uh, Star Star Wars trilogy, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? All right. Well, next uh, we the next big topic, I guess, the anticipated topic is we are what two days away from the anticipated last trailer for Rise of Skywalker and for tickets to go on sale for the Rise of Skywalker on Monday the twenty first. That's at least strongly anticipated and confirmed. So, Justin, your thoughts on on that and what your anticipation is for that? Um, I'm really hyped to see the. Um final poster for uh rise of skywalker i know that they have they uh released a um d20 i believe it was a d23 uh poster for the rise of skywalker with mm-hmm. palpatine's face um but i w- actually want to see like a poster with everyone on there. an atru- actual like mm-hmm. full-blown theatrical poster yep that'll be interesting i probably will have to wait for the trailer to arrive on youtube like right after, like on TV, because I don't have ESPN. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I, I I know that there's been a lot of speculation about what we what or who we will see in the trailer. So far, Palpatine has only been heard mm-hmm. in a laugh and in one line, as far as we can tell. That was Palpatine in the D twenty three trailer. But do you, do you have thoughts on that? Do you think we're gonna see him at all in this trailer? Do you want to see him in this trailer, or are you not sure what's gonna happen? I. Very honestly, don't want to see him in the trailer. Really? I, I want Palpatine to be a uh, big, big, huge uh, moment for the movie, uh, like in a, the theaters. Mm-hmm. So not not have any sign of him right. in the trailer and have that reveal be in the movie theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just mm. just just give him a throwaway uh, dark side uh, temptation line, and I think yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the the fans will still go for it. Right, right, so. right. I, I think that I now that you say that I really like that idea. I, I like the idea of just continuing to tease his presence in the story or in the movie, but not ever really give us a glimpse of him, so that we don't ever really know until we go to the theater and see the movie what his return actually is, and if there is any physical presence at all of Ian McDermott or of 
the Pelt, the emperor as we you know know him to be. But I know that um, it's interesting. There's some. I'm I'm a big trailer. Like I know Justin and I are both. I mean we. I know some people try to stay away from trailers or they mm-hmm. sometimes feel like trailers are kind of a waste of time or or they're just, you know, things that people use to make hype. But for me, the, the release of a trailer is a huge deal and, and a part of the whole experience of, you know, Star Wars being released to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my plan this year is I'm much more concerned to get my tickets for the movie, so I plan to uh, get to my local theater early and kind of wait around until tickets go on sale. Um, and then probably after that, go home. It'll be on YouTube, and I'll watch it on YouTube. So I'll probably miss the broadcast premiere, unless I am, am potentially could have ESPN on my phone uh, and watch it that way. But um, I'm going to more focus on getting my tickets for uh, the movie. I'd rather get my tickets and see the trailer after than, than the other way around. Yeah, same here. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna probably take a, pit, a page out of Aaron's book and try to get my ticket, like at the at the theater as well, as opposed to waiting on a phone. I mean, or on a phone or a computer where it's gonna crash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which uh, if you if you've been, if you ever tried to purchase anything Star Wars that's huge, whether it's theatrical releases or like certain events celebrations you're gonna you're gonna have the site crash at least more than once Mm -hmm. or it's gonna at least take you a good 30 possibly even hours i think to get your stuff i think the last time that i tried to get tickets online i don't remember which movie it was and celebration cinema which is kind of our local cinema chain their site was completely down i couldn't get any tickets that night at all Mm -hmm. and i had to wait until the following morning luckily Everybody was in that situation, so there were still tickets available in the morning, but the site was completely inaccessible for hours. Yeah, I think that possibly might have been The Force Awakens, because uh, I tried I tried getting the 7 o'clock showing for Force Awakens at in IMAX, but sold out. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, 10. I was like, all right, which we did get the tickets for the 10 o'clock showing, um, but... Even the day after was just tough to get tickets mm-hmm. for like a regular showing during the day. Mm-hmm. So, I think I, for, I, I know that. I mean, I guess for me, my advice and my my take on it is, I, I I was fortunate enough when Last Jedi tickets went on sale to have run into a person I know who actually runs the helps run Celebration Cinema, and she alerted me to the fact that you can go in person to the movie theater and get tickets before they're available online. And if I hadn't known that, I probably would have stayed in the online you know, queue and missed my opportunity. Uh, word of advice to anybody who might hear this before those tickets go on sale, probably nobody, but um, you really, um, if you have the opportunity, go to the theater and get the tickets there if it's possible because that's just the best way to ensure that you... Because for me, I'm the kind of person, if I can't get my tickets online when they go on sale, I literally come apart. <laughs> yeah, that, the frustration. Like, yeah, that's, a, that's not, I can't, I can't, like, when tickets go on sale for Star Wars, I can't really go on with life until I have them in my hand <laughs> or know that I've got them purchased and I know where my seat's going to be. Um, we talked a little bit about, about I guess, so AMC announced a 27-hour Star Wars marathon Apparently that that will include every movie except Clone Wars. I think. 
I, th- I think except Clone Wars. So every Star Wars movie, including Rogue One and Solo, um, screening all at once, and then ending with uh, Rise of Skywalker at 5 p.m. on the 19th of December. Um, I guess uh, I, I did go to the marathon uh, when Force Awakens came out, so I saw episodes one through six, and then finished with episode seven and uh, that evening. But I am definitely not. I, I don't don't think that I'll be able to enjoy Rise of Skywalker if I've been in the theater for 25 hours before it starts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I mean, like in theory, I feel like that's like for someone that can actually pull this thing off uh i can't, definitely know i can't be able to without like a, maybe an hour break or something like that and plus i feel like this would just if you're gonna plan to ha- introduce star wars to somebody new to, that way please don't they're gonna get tired and yeah plus, yeah <laughs> probably not the best way to bring people up to speed is 27 straight hours of star wars yeah i think I'm, I, I, when I when Last Jedi came out, they did a screening where you could watch Force Awakens and then The Last Jedi, and I would I would go to a triple feature. Yeah, that. that but would I haven't. Be I don't think that's going to happen. I I don't know. So I think I'll just maybe maybe I'll do a at home viewing of Force Awakens and Last Jedi, and then go see The Rise of Skywalker that evening. Okay. Um, yeah. But I don't think I'll be indulging in the twenty seven hour marathon as much as i as much as i might part of me might want to do that that is it's a really really long time to be sitting in a movie theater in my mind but so so yeah so trailers coming out tickets are coming out um and it'll be exciting it's always a big deal to get your hands on your tickets for star wars um but the other thing that's right around the corner obviously is the um, premiere of disney plus and of course for most people uh like us Really, that's just synonymous synonymous with the release of The Mandalorian, which will be the first uh, Star Wars TV show that will be uh, viewable to the public ever, really. I guess a mm-hmm. live-action TV show, I should say. Yeah. Um, live-action TV show. Um, your thoughts on the on anticipation for that? I mean, we're really close to it now, and yeah, we're coming up on three weeks, I think, before that happens. Yep, we're in the hat right now. Um yeah, I'm just like excited to like explore a new area of Star Wars, um, uh, basically in a time period that is actually longer than the span between uh, uh, the Age of Rebellion, where it's like between Episode three and four, which is really focused on. This is like a thirty-year period where there's like a ton of unknown, but yet in a world that's familiar. So. I just can't wait to see that and uh, just see uh, how the viewing experience of that goes. So, so I just looked. I just looked up on my phone. I was thinking to myself, I wanted to look and see what the release is going to be. It says episode. The episode release schedule for The Mandalorian has been revealed, according to a report Friday by fan site What's on Disney Plus. The new Star Wars series will reportedly launch November 12 on the Disney Plus streaming service and will drop weekly. The second episode will hit on November 15th. So it looks like they're going to do a 12th, a 15th, and then it will go from the 15th. It will go every seven days. Mm-hmm. So kind of a staggered release for the first two episodes and then a weekly release for the rest of the episodes for season one, which I'm particularly, I, I, I prefer that. I feel like um, mm-hmm. I would rather have, I'd rather be forced to enjoy it over a longer period of time than to just have the whole season drop, watch it all at once and then be done. You have, you have that same feeling or would you prefer to see it all at once? 
Yeah, absolutely. I w- I really like going from week to week, giving something, getting something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And uh, as as much as I love uh, the Netflix series or like anything that's like dropped uh, streaming wise, it kind of just takes out anticipation when you know, oh, I can just go to the n- next episode like right now. Mm-hmm. Usually I don't have enough time to pull that off, and uh, even uh, even I find myself uh, if I'm like hooked onto a series, I'll just I prefer to watch just one episode per day, mm-hmm. or may- maybe two, but not like nothing over that, mm-hmm. unless like I plan a whole day of just not doing anything. Right, right. Um, Which then also creates the frustration. I think for me, it, what it does is like. So if, a, if a, something like Stranger Things, which I love, that's those seasons always drop all at once. And if you don't jump in there and watch it all straight through really quickly, um, there's a ton of people that already have, and then the spoilers uh, are out there. Yep. Whereas if it's one episode a week, I have I'm less likely. I'm I'm gonna see Mandalorian every every when that episode comes out. That's gonna be appointment viewing for me. So the likelihood that I would get any spoilers is pretty slim. But when they release the whole season, if you don't have time to watch it all the way through and somebody else does, kind of eliminates it's like, you know, and then mm-hmm. there's no shared experience. But I think for me, um, other TV shows I really enjoy, um, Game of Thrones or Westworld or Handmaid's Tale, other shows like that that release weekly, you know, it's it's more, it, it's, it just get, it forces you to enjoy it over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. You get the, the excitement of seeing the next episode and then, you know, the agony of having to wait, which is kind of also a pleasant experience. And then I also really appreciate shows where, you know, you, you drop an episode and then the fandom has a whole week to, totally. you know, react. And I love getting on YouTube after an episode is dropped and seeing everybody's reaction videos and they're, you know, hey, this is what you missed or whatever. And then the anticipation videos for the upcoming episode and what we think we're going to see. And when you drop the whole season all at once, you just don't get that. Like, who's going to, you know, you, you can't. Um, so I'm really excited. I hope I hope that this rumor is true. I like the idea of two episodes coming out within three days and then from there every week, which would take us through the end of the year. So I do like that as a, as a potential schedule for that. It does also appear, now that as, as we're sitting here, that there's apparently been some screenings or some people have seen there's some early reactions to the Mandalorian that are dropping online like right now. Uh, Mandalorian early reactions, a dark and cinematic Star Wars series. Members of the press have posted their social media reactions to the Mandalorian after Disney screened 30 minutes from the upcoming live action Star Wars series for journalists. Wow, okay, so uh, just watched 27 minutes of Mandalorian footage and legit cried. Can't say much, but this is real and it's happening and it feels so freaking Star Wars. Dang. Okay. There you go. All righty. So anticipation is building. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of positive reactions. Well, I get the show is to sell subscriptions. I wish I could watch every episode in a movie theater. So, wow. Okay. So there's been, there. To, I mean, even just in the last few hours, it looks like the some of the media journalists have seen footage and are excited. I, I don't know. This is, this is, a, this is a, a new territory for Star mm-hmm. Wars fans. We've never been... In a position where we have a live-action TV show to look forward to. Yeah, um, I mean, like, this this might be, like, the geeky football. So, like, where people can just gather and just watch Every it. week and, and, and yeah. engage in the, in, the, in the content that's coming out. 
I, 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 um, I think that this is going to end up being a watershed moment in Star Wars fandom. I think we're going to see what is happening in other parts of, of pop culture happen with Star Wars, which is that I think the TV shows are going to become even more popular potentially and more a topic of conversation than movies uh, for a lot of fans. I think that's definitely a possibility. I mean, obviously, everybody's going to be excited for all of it, but just like everything else, you know, when you, if Disney has their own streaming service and they can literally put out Star Wars content continuously year-round, more or less. That's probably where we're going to see a lot of the energy and, and excitement come from, um, which is really interesting. I'm very excited to get into those first two episodes and see what it's like. You know, we know what it's like to have other shows to look forward to, but there's something mm -hmm. totally different for us when it comes yeah. to Star Wars, obviously. If, if you could tell your younger self that there's going to be like a live-action Star Wars show... And not the holiday special. It would have blown, <laughs> it would have blown us away. Like seriously. Um, you, just, you even think oh. about like you know, going from the early days way back to the original mm -hmm. trilogy, where you just saw the movie in the theater and then that was it. There was no home video, and then when home video first came out, <clears throat> it wasn't really accessible um, to people right away. And to think that we are now fast forwarding to right now, where there could literally be new Star Wars content streaming into your home weekly. Um, that's a pretty big change. That's a, <laughs> that's a different uh, environment for, for us to experience our favorite franchise. So I am super excited to, uh, especially after just reading that, like I'm really excited to see what, what we're going to get with The Mandalorian, as well as the other shows. But I think this is unique because it's the first one and it's, you know, even though it's not Boba Fett, but it is this iconic Mandalorian character um, set in a, in, a, in a time frame that we're familiar with. Super excited. Super excited. And, and our plan is to, is to experience that with as many people who are excited about it together as possible. I know me and my family will be super excited about that. So, and potentially we will do some podcasting or even video reaction to to the uh, release of that show. Any other thoughts on uh, trailers, tickets, and and streaming TV? Uh, that Nope, that pretty much covers it. Pretty uh, much covers it. So. so we are recording this on Saturday, uh, October 19th, I believe. It's the 19th, is that right? Yeah. Yep. So um, probably by the time we post this, the trailer will have already dropped and tickets will have gone on sale. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll be excited. Um, I'm probably probably assuming that our next podcast will be talking about the the trailer, talking about the experience with getting tickets, and even um, potentially uh, more of the buildup for Mandalorian, or maybe we'll be talking about the Mandalorian after viewing it. So it's a pretty exciting time right now. I think we're 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 in the last leg of like the quieter time. I think when the trailer drops and the tickets go on sale, we're gonna be back in the sweet spot of, of having a lot of Star Wars to, to engage and, and watch and talk about. So, Yep, it's just the deep breath before the plunge. Yeah, I'm That's really why. excited. It's exciting. So uh, thanks again for listening, and uh, thank you for, uh, for those who have left uh, wonderful reviews for our uh, previous episode before. Um, we gladly appreciate love and support from all the fans out there. 
And uh, be sure to check out uh, our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram account for uh, any updated news or like whenever we're going to do a new podcast or basically if you want to talk to us at all. Um, we do have an email, which is trenchrunreport at gmail.com. Uh, we look forward to uh, reading those and, uh, and uh, seeing uh, what lies ahead in the future. Absolutely. So, All, all right. right. Thanks for listening, and uh, may the force, force be, be with, with you. you and your ticket search. <laughs> yep. Good luck out there, people. Great shot, kid. That was one in a million.